Hey, it's Big Joe for your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer, Absolute Comfort. Chris Wedekin is the owner, and he tells us why many homeowners are giving up their air conditioners for a high-efficiency heat pump. By removing your air conditioner and replacing it with a heat pump, you are not only saving by getting a higher-efficiency air conditioner, the heat pump works in reverse and saves you money in the wintertime as well. See if a heat pump is the right move for you by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. I I don't even know. We'll come back to that. <laughs> 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm if, Rob. If only the listeners were privy to the off-air conversations and could see it on stream. They would have an entertainment. Well, I've, I've said this for a while. We should have some sort of pay service by which you could then engage and listen in to what we talk about during the commercial breaks. I well, Like I said, i got to figure out how to get into that topic because I think it's a worthwhile topic, but not me not get fired and keep our broadcast license. So I'm going to work on that for the next hour. Um, and that's where my... Work out your euphemisms, Well, Rob. just my incredible <laughs> broadcasting talent comes in. But for now, it is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Ethan Hatcher's in for uh, Casey today. Kev is here. So Trump did not participate in the debates last night, again. Uh, hard to really blame him, seeing as how he hasn't been punished for not participating. Doesn't that surprise you that people are like, yeah, dude, you just do whatever you want. You don't have to be accountable to us at all. Yeah, but then again, I really haven't understood the Republican Party since about 2016. I, it just, <laughs> that really surprises me that people are not demanding of Trump, whether you like him or not, hey, dude, you want to be president and the party has agreed to participate in this fashion. You want to be the nominee of this party. And don't you owe it to your constituents to stand up and explain how, what direction you're going to lead the country. But but it's hard to blame him for not participating because people don't seem to be holding him accountable. OK, so conceptually, I 100 percent agree with you. But what would Donald Trump be saying on this debate stage that would be any different from what he's already said many times before like is he is he gonna present a different side to him i don't think so would it make a difference if he showed up i don't think so i kind of like him not being there because it gives the other candidates a chance to breathe and at least we can hear them talk are you as interested though i mean just be honest are you as interested in the debate because trump is not there wouldn't you be way more into it if trump was on that stage Rob, you know me. I'm a square peg in this round well, world. I, okay. I'd be watching the debate either way. Kev. I'll watch it with Trump. I'll watch Let's, it without Trump. Let, let me ask this to Kevin then. Kev, because I'm going to guess you, uh, because you are of sound mind and body, you didn't engage in this in any shape, form, or fashion because you like yourself. Right. Yeah. If Trump were there, though, wouldn't you be marginally more inclined to say... Let's see what sort of crap show breaks out here at this thing. I might tune in at least for the beginning of it. Yeah, because then it'd be kind of like a comedy show. Yeah, There'd exactly. be entertainment value The to average it. person would probably have engaged in the first at least couple debates just to see what would happen. Okay, so, well, maybe the first couple, but that, that's what I want to ask you, Kev. Are you really still entertained by Trump's antics eight years on? Is this still is this still good for a laugh? Is it still worth a watch? Or is it like we were talking about earlier, um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where we're 15 seasons in and yeah, you know watch it if it's on i mean maybe i not. think in doses it's still yeah, kind of funny exactly it is it's like you do not so here's a great example when he gave that uh announcement that he was running for president was it last year i guess it was right after the midterms when yeah. he announced he was running for president everybody was really intrigued to see what he would say but after about five minutes in ah here's a, here's a good example night court came back this year 
you're probably both way too young to remember the TV show Night Court. Night Court was this huge show in the 1980s and I think into the 90s. John Larroquette. Is this like the People's Court? Is it another uh, courtroom drama? It was what, no, it was not a drama. Or not it a was, drama. It was I'm a sorry. Comedy. Yeah, it was a comedy. Oh, it's a comedy. Boy, this you two are really dating yourself. Um, <laughs> you love old things. I was certain you would know. I had no faith in you, Kevin, but I was certain you would know. So it was a comedy in the 1980s. John Larroquette was the star. Uh, Richard Mull played a character called Bull, who was kind of the breakout character. Harry Anderson was the judge and it was this wild wacky things that happened at the the night court in new york city okay it had been off the air for 30 years they decided to bring it back as they do so many of these spinoffs and it went exactly as expected like after about five minutes you tune in to see how are they going to weave john larroquette who was the star back into the show and then after about five minutes you're like okay i saw it Um, the nostalgia hit me in the feels for about two minutes and now now i'm i'm done here I think that's the way it would have been for these first couple debates with Trump. You're going to tune in for the first five minutes just to say, see what crazy thing he says. It was the same thing about his his reelection announcement, where for five minutes you're interested, and then he just starts rambling, and you're like, dude, I don't have three hours. I got I to gotta go. So then in a weird way, aren't we getting more out of the debates because Trump is not present? And even though that's detrimental to uh, the accountability of your candidates on a campaign trail— we're getting it's good for you ethan because okay. you're into it right it's it is no it's, I, I, mean, I, I do enjoy seeing vivek on the stage and i feel like he wouldn't shine if uh trump yeah. was mm-hmm. involved but in so that. so it's good for you but at the public at large the television viewing the ratings bear this out it has not been good so trump had his own counter programming last night had his own debate uh not debate but uh event in miami we talked about how there was some mma guy who i think was on stage there was a uh, uh roseanne was on stage i mean it's the typical trump rally and uh he got up obviously and did his his little on stage presentation and one of the things trump said is it's time to end the debates And it's time for the Republican establishment to stop wasting time and resources trying to push weak and ineffective rhinos and never Trumpers that nobody wants and nobody's going to vote for. I watch these guys coming in. I had this thing and I was watching these guys. They're not watchable. You know, the last debate was the lowest rated debate in the history of politics. So so therefore, do you think we did the right thing by not participating? So it, he has a point in the sense the first two were not watchable. That one last night was way better, yeah. which is that falls on Rona Rana, because if they had made the original thing, hey, you five are up here and the rest of you turkeys, you know, get ready to be served on Thanksgiving. You have no business being up here. It might have been a different story. Maybe you can help explain this aspect to me that I don't understand because you've by far been more fond of Trump on the whole than I have over uh, over his uh, political career. But. That being said, why does he not get punished for the same phenomenon that we were disgusted with Hillary Clinton for? We were disgusted with Hillary Clinton in 2016 because she believed she was entitled to the office. Mm -hmm. She was entitled to the nomination and it was going to be a Clinton victory because she was destined for the presidency. But Donald Trump, he's kind of doing the same thing. He is entitled to the Republican nomination. He deserves because he is destined for the presidency and we don't even need to bother with these debates because they're so worthless i'm your guy but he gets rewarded where hillary clinton was punished what's the difference here why the, the only 
analogy that I've been able to come up with, and I've racked my brain on this, because again, I truly believed when this thing started that this this cycle was going to be different. People were going to see DeSantis. They were going to be enamored with what he had done. They looked at him, you know, perfect wife, perfect family, you and squeaky me broke, clean. Brother. And, and uh, uh, here's what I've come up with. And, and maybe I am totally off base on this, but it is the only thing that seems to make sense. And that is sometimes in a dating relationship, there is, to steal a line from Wayne's world, one incredible woman um, in which she will be able to do things that all the previous women that you have dated and you have kicked to the curb for doing these things, she will do them and you just can't quit that person. There's no logic you, to it. You, you, you used this analogy before, and I like the analogy. There's but no logic what, to but it. But what is Trump doing for us between the hours of 12 and 3 a.m. that like, is worth this? is what this. I don't get. This is, this, is what I, this is what I don't get, is okay. why with the politicians. I get it with the woman. Like, I get it. Been there, done that many, many times. If anybody's good about not learning their lesson with women, it was me, Ethan, for a very long time. But with pol- I don't get it with politics, because the actual Trump delivery is not like if you ask somebody to walk you through all the great things Trump did, especially when you factor in his behavior during COVID, none of it makes any sense. It's the only thing I can get to. I'm not even sure it's a good analogy. I just don't know, Ethan. I don't know. You are so perspicacious and informed. What? You're observant and oh, informed. You. And whenever yes. whenever you are befuddled yeah, by a situation, I, I it makes me feel better about I, myself because it makes I me am. feel slightly more normal because uh, spe- I don't understand either. Speaking of Trump's behavior, now, by the way, can we agree Nikki Haley is very annoying. Yes. Can we agree? Can we? New agree? York Post said she won the debate. Vivek uh. made a fool of himself, and Nikki Haley shined. That's what they said. I couldn't believe that. They, I well, on Twitter, they, I'm like, you're kidding. They like her. What because debate did you watch? She's very establishmenty. She's super neocony. She's kind of the mold of what the modern Republican Party really wants. So they're propping her up now. But boy, do you hear she wants to go with uh, to more with Mexico? She is. She is. A, <laughs> I mean, let, let's just take a, her policy position. She's obnoxious, right? Yeah. OK, very totally. good. Well, she in in between various stints of being highly obnoxious, um, she was talking about Trump's spending and behavior post-presidency. And even though she is very obnoxious, I thought she made some interesting points. You know, everybody wants to talk about President Trump. Well, I can talk about President Trump. I can tell you that I think he was the right president at the right time. I don't think he's the right president now. I think that he put us $8 trillion in debt, and our kids are never going to forgive us for that. I think the fact that he used to be right on Ukraine and, and foreign issues, now he's getting weak in the knees and trying to be friendly again. I think that we've got to go back to the fact that we can't live in the past. We can't live in other headlines. We've got to start focusing on what's going to make America strong and proud. And that's what I'm focused on doing. I look, I, again, it's, I struggle because my job is to talk, Ethan. So I, I am like at war with myself right now because my job is to talk and I don't want to like her because she's obnoxious. And I know she's a total establishment swamp person, but again, I just can't get past the fact that all the behavior during COVID and people are just like, oh, that's our guy. That's a wild and wacky Trump. And I understand there's part of it too, where a lot of people believe, and we're not going to get into this in depth right now because we got to get to a break, that due to mass mail and unaccountable balloting and things of that nature, that the 
guy in the White House didn't actually win the election, and that's part of it too. But I just think we've got to have an honest conversation about how Trump gets across the finish line, how he brings like-minded conservative or patriotic people with him across the finish line, and then how he effectively governs differently than he governed the first time. And we'll see what happens. All right. When we come back, as annoying and as obnoxious as Nikki Haley is, she will never, and I mean never, ever, ever, never, ever, 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 never come close to Hillary Clinton. Correct. And Hillary Clinton went on The View yesterday and said something so ridiculous about Trump that we have to play it for you and discuss. It's Ethan in for Casey, Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC. Hillary Clinton went on The View and said... She said something just totally ridiculous about Donald Trump. It's Kendall and Casey show 93 WIBC. I'm Rob Kevin's here. Ethan Hatcher in for Casey today. Uh, Before we get to this Hillary Clinton audio, though, I made a big choice, Ethan, um, after much debate and back and forth and a long thought process. um, We shared with our audience because I don't take days off throughout the course of the year um, that I have an egregious amount of days that I literally have so many days off to take. I've run I'm running out of time to take all the days off. And uh, I have decided with consultation with our upper management that I am indeed going to essentially take the whole month of December off. Good, Good, man. You deserve it. The whole month. Do you think I do you think that is too much? Will the audience miss me too much? Oh, they'll miss you, but you're a workaholic, man. You need to take some some time off. Like whenever you are off the air, it is a moment to commemorate yeah. because you want to be here. So you're always here. You never you never leave and the accumulation of these vacation days are just a testament to your dedication to the craft. There's an old saying and it's true in love and it's true in life. How could I miss you if you won't go away? And so I think I think a part of my goal here is to show the audience how much they will miss me. And I have so many days off that I am not only taking the whole month of December. Now, I will be here for Radiothon, which is December 8th. I will do that. But I have so many days off that I'm actually rolling over the maximum amount of days that I can roll over and still take the entire month of December off. Wow, Rob, you've, you've done well with yeah, for yourself. With I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be a wild and wacky time. So get. I'm just telling you, go ahead and clear your December w- schedule because they'll probably be calling you quite often. Would you sell any of those vacation uh, days to Nigel? In a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this is what I don't understand. So I, you cannot buy out your days here, which I would gladly do, but I never thought about that. That, because, you know, you're an old and timey guy. In the old days, they had the barter system. Maybe I could indeed sell some of these days off tonight. to, to Nigel. Because, <laughs> you know, I get like I get weird if I'm not at work. Like I, I physically it physically affects me if I'm not at work. So I'm I'm hoping I handle this OK, because I feel like I'm somehow letting society down if I'm not here at work. Wait a minute, Rob. I'm starting to formulate a plan here. Not only can you sell the vacation days to Nigel and thereby avoid having to leave the job you love, uh, but you can then use the funds to make your betting for the year free. Utilize that money from your sold vacation, and then you can bet for free for the rest of the year. And whatever you win is pure profit. Yeah, okay. I'm going to ask this. Can I sell my day? Can I sell my days? to Nigel. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So we have made the decision on that. And uh, so you've got us through the rest of November and then come December one, it's Casey and friends through the uh, remainder of the year. Um, 
All right, Hillary Clinton. So she went on The View yesterday. Is Hillary Clinton the most unlikable person in the entire world? Yeah, what a way to deflate the conversation. We were having such fun, and then you pivot, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So she went on The View yesterday and compared Trump to Hitler. She said- I'm sorry, what? Yes, she compared Trump to Hitler. Here, Here you go. Hitler was duly elected, right. right? And so all of a sudden, somebody with those tendencies, though dictatorial, authoritarian <laughs> tendencies would be like, oh, okay, we're going to shut this down. We're going to throw these people in jail. And, and they didn't usually telegraph that. Trump is telling us yes. what he intends to right. do. To listen to Take that. him at his word. Yes. The man <laughs> means to throw people in jail who disagree with him, yeah. shut down legitimate press right. outlets, do what he can to literally undermine the rule of law and our country's values. He will use the military to stop protesters. He's going to do it. He's not going to do a whole bunch of stuff right now. So I was always told. Look, I get that I grew up in a rather strict household, but I was always told that if you were going to compare someone to Hitler, stop, don't. Because no one is as bad as Hitler. But apparently Trump is now on the equivalent of Hitler. Well, yeah, two things. First of all, what about you, lady? He threatened to lock you up. Remember, those (laughs) chants lock her up. For four years he was president and it didn't happen. You're still around, so you'll be fine, chick. You'll be fine. (laughs) Second of all, remind me, Rob, I forget. When when did Hitler uh, move the German embassy to Jerusalem and recognize it as the uh, capital of Israel? When when did that happen in, in Hitler's history? Oh, that's right. He didn't like the Jews. Yeah, that's a that's a strong flex coming from Hillary Clinton. And again, just a little bit of life advice for you: if you are going to compare someone to Hitler, unless they have ki- killed six million people and don't. invaded multiple countries, just probably don't don't do that. All right, let's take a break. We got voicemails. When we come back, Ethan's in for Casey. Kev's here. It's Kendall and Casey Show, ninety three WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. That's the phone number, 317-684-8444. If you'd like to engage with us, uh, it's Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Ethan's in for Casey today. All right, so we had Jim Merritt on uh, the program as the guest host the last couple days. He did really good. I like listening to you guys. Merritt's great. Uh, I've been very good friends with Jim Merritt for a long time. And uh, many people know that Merritt and I are, are very close. And yes, Merritt and I have very different political views on many things. We have very different views on the Republican Party. And, well, some person called and they were just amazed that Jim Merritt and I could be that good of friends given our differences. So I'd like to let this person have their their say and then I will address their concerns. How about that? Now, I don't understand, Rob, your infatuation with this guy. To me, he's everything you rail against. He's a... uh He's a lifelong political person, 30 years in the state house, and he ran for mayor, then he uh, some big shot in the Republican Party. He's one of your office hoppers that you talk about. He, uh, he's a person that tries to keep John Russ from, uh, from being in running and uh, who lets, who clears the way for people like 
the Duke of Spendingburg to cheat the system to run. I heard him uh, on an earlier broadcast say and talked about John Russ that we only want real Republicans, which means to me what they want is some kind of mindless idiot that cannot have a thought for themselves, who will do what they say, vote the way they tell them to, and act the way they tell them to. So that any intelligent, free-thinking person with a fresh idea will not be accepted. And I remember when you asked him about that, and he kind of hem-hauled around about it, that, Rob, keep your day job, because this man will never let you run. You are one of those intelligent, free-thinking people with fresh ideas. Okay. So, first of all, and this may shock, and Ethan, Ethan will confirm this, I'm I'm actually a pretty nice guy. It's true. When the microphone goes off, the the charm turns on. And uh, as such, I have many, many very good friends who I vehemently disagree with on a lot of things. Abdul would be a great example of that. I was exactly about to say that. Does this uh, listener not know that you and Abdul are very good friends? And (laughs) my issue with the politicians is not necessarily that I disagree with their actions. I disagree with the disingenuous way that they handle themselves. I disagree with their essentially lying to the people of the state about what the Republican Party is. And I am appalled at their unwillingness to come on and own their baggage. And in the case of Jim Merritt, whether you like him or you don't, Jim Merritt, whether it's State House Happenings or this show each week or as a fill-in host, is always willing to come on here and express his views. And you're going to hear those views. And you're going to form your own opinion as this guy has based on those views. We're all big boys and girls. We should be able to hear people we disagree with and go about our day. I mean, it's like when before Jim Lucas totally wimped out and became too afraid to come on here. We used to have spirited discussions all the time, and he put his foot in his mouth, and people he was a great tool for people to see what the Republican Party was when he'd defend the gas tax or these other things. I am more than willing to have people on that I disagree with. They, most of these people, won't come on. Jim Merritt will come on. He will tell you what he thinks. He will give you insight into the establishment of the Republican Party. And that's a great gift. Jim Merritt's a good guy. He's always been very good to me, personally and professionally and we should be able to engage in conversations with people with which we disagree and regardless of how you feel about him wouldn't he have made a phenomenally better mayor last election cycle than joe hogs has been in the past four years absolutely so uh look again not to ruin the ruin the act here but <laughs> i am a very nice person in person somebody once told me that they said If people just saw the real you, they would feel much differently. All right. um, So yesterday, what, two days ago now? What is today? Today is Thursday. Thursday. So Tuesday was election day. That abortion, uh, on-demand abortion uh, right was codified into the Constitution in the state of Ohio. That's gross. Regardless of what your opinion on abortion is, if you think that you should be able to take a nine-month-old fetus and suck the brains out of that fetus. You are a gross, disgusting person. And Jim Merritt and I had a long conversation about this, and some guy was very mad that we were promoting life, I guess. 
I, I, I was calling about the Ohio vote in Ohio to uh, legalize abortion. I thought you guys were in the party of freedom and democracy and, and less government. And yet I heard you yesterday whining about the people's decision in Ohio and how bad it was. And your co-host for the week there, uh, Mr. Mr. Merritt, um, talking about how it was, quote, it's, quote, in a, a legislative issue, meaning that it, it needs to be decided by the government. The, the government that you guys are always you talking about is so big. And um, so now all of a sudden this should be a government issue. If you are, and this guy went on for a long time, if you are that passionate about it nine months being able to suck the brains out of a living, functioning human being, man, you need to check yourself if that is your cause du jour, brother. I, I think, I, I, I've, Rob, I think Republicans need to be very careful with this messaging and mischaracterizing the pro-abortion argument because I think you will find most people, including myself, who support pro-choice do not believe you should be able to suck the brains out of a nine-month-old fetus. Like, that is the extreme, utter minority. And the election results show that most of America is on board with at least some access to abortion, not you're not, you know, sucking the brains out of a nine-month-old fe- uh, nine fetus, not Ralph Abortham, former governor of Virginia, suck the brains out of a baby after it's already been delivered. But 15 to 20 weeks, I think most Americans are there. Well, And, so this and Repub- is- Republicans may have grossly miscalculated in their effort to overturn Roe by kicking it back to the states where you then affect a mostly equivalent reality to what was already sown by Roe because the people support it. Well, and this is, and we talked to Tony Kennett last hour about this, and J.D. Vance wrote a long thing about it, Senator from Ohio, about this. And look, the reality is, and Tony was talking about it yesterday driving home, and I I thought he had an interesting take on it, which is ultimately, I'm not sure you can legislate your way to where you want people to be. Now, there are certain things you can do and certain parameters you can put around to try to eliminate abortion. But in a state like Ohio, where they have relatively easy uh, ballot access ability, it's like Indiana doesn't have that. Indiana could pass, which is what was a pretty good abortion bill, and that's the law, and that's the way it is. We don't have the ballot access measures like Ohio does. But in a state like Ohio, where you know they have the ability to put these things on the ballot, if you try to eat the whole apple at once versus picking off that apple, as much as we, we may want you to eat the whole apple, have you now in the long term done more harm than good instead of, say, starting at, 15 weeks as the as the ban because now you force people to make a choice and it's the conversation that's going on right now it, it went on last night at the at the debates um and it's where the republicans have got to get straight on because we should be a culture that promotes life we should be a culture that sure. scorns the idea of killing innocent defenseless babies a culture though not not a government. Well, and so this is this is the question. Where does it all merge together? Tony Kennett was very passionate the other way earlier. But the Republicans have got to try to find some sort of consensus on this, because right now with states having which, by the way, Roe versus Wade was rightly decided. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm not saying the overturning of Roe versus Wade was rightly decided. It's a, it state, is a state. It's issue. a state's issue. So how do we as a collective, because Indiana is a different conversation without these ballot access measures versus 
Ohio who has these ballots. Like, how do you come up with a strategy when every state is kind of different? This was a well-worn phrase of the Republican Party through the 90s and the early 2000s is, was what I grew up with. And I agree with the mantra um, that you cannot legislate your way to morality. The government which governs best governs least. I don't want government interfering in my private decision making um, in many aspects. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I, I did want to play this one more voicemail before we go, go to a break. This guy uh, lamenting the election results on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm looking for a help to find the sleaziest uh, dump bar in a uh, city where to uh, celebrate the uh, uh, victory uh and the will of the pe people, basically the will of the dumb and the stupid, and the re-election of Hogsett. Now, I would be the wrong person to ask to find the sleaziest bar because, full disclosure, I always picked my bars based on... I did not pick my bars for the drinking, Ethan. I picked my bars based on where the best-looking women were, and I drank accordingly in order to keep viewing the good-looking women. Classy the, establishment. The, the drinking was not the primary driver of me going to the bar. The drinking was a side effect of being at the bar in order to look at the good-looking women, and thus the sleaziest bars in town were not usually where you would find the most well-assembled women. However, you spend a lot of time on the east side, so maybe you could help this guy out. I would suggest going to about 38th and Post <laughs> and throwing a rock. You'll, you'll hit something. <laughs> All right. Um, when we come back, what is this lady's name? What is it? This, what's oh, her name? Caitlin Siragusa. No, Otherwise, not, Am, was, Amaranth, yeah, Amaranth. Is, yeah, is her online An handle. Amaranth? Amaranth. So she is some sort of internet influencer? She's an e-thought. Uh, she's a what? An e-thought. <laughs> what the hell is T -H -O -T, that? T-H-O-T, that hoe over there. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, okay then. She's uh, There's a new product out that she is lending not only her name, but... Lending a lot more to, <laughs> and Ethan is adamant that we discuss this when we come back. It's the uh, Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIPC. Pack up a bag as I took off down the road. There are some really weird men in this world. Yes, there are. And there are some brilliant women who are willing to exploit them for every penny they have. It is the it's the Kendall and Casey show. Um, Ninety three WIBC. <laughs> I'm Rob. Uh, Kev's here. Ethan's in for Casey today. One of my favorite things that I used to love to do was I would just sit and I would watch the interactions between um, men, and I used to call them suckers, and women at a bar, and to see how long these men would be able to be exploited to give women free drinks that they had no intention of. These women had no intention of, like, going on a date with them, learning more about them. And we used to get great joy out of watching people part with their money. Just to have the attention of this to, woman the, for a few fleet, minutes. the fleeting <laughs> moment of attention, right? And so it is long gone past, you children and your young Eric. What are you? Are you 30? I'm 30. You're, You're 30. 30. 31 tomorrow. Oh, happy early birthday, by the way. Well, now we know what to get you here. We'll talk about that in just a second. <laughs> and you're 28. Yeah, I'm uh, 28. Uh, it has gone way past... the. I mean, that was innocent. And hey, you're out a few bucks because you bought a girl some shots. To now the things that men are parting with Willing their monies on, for. 
And mm. it is just, Ethan, you saw this story. Mm. And okay, this woman's name, what is her name? Her name is Caitlin Saragusa, uh-huh. but she goes by the online handle of Amaranth. She's Amaranth. an e-girl, e-thought. She sells e-girl. pictures of herself online oh. to thirsty simps, as they're known. Um, <laughs> He's just rolling out all the phrases. <laughs> Careful here, Ethan. Well, uh, you can call them simps. That's that's an accurate yeah, we, we, descriptor. We've said that before. That's, is that, what does simps mean? What is that? Uh, simping is like a simpleton. Oh. You are you are um, yeah. a simpleton yeah, for okay. these women. Very good, very good. Yeah. Yes, okay. Um, so what used to happen in the bars, now it happens on the internet. Mm-hmm. You give this woman money, she pretends what to like be interested in you for a few minutes. This woman is following in what I won't call a proud tradition, but a tradition nonetheless yeah. of e-girls like Belle Delphine, who you may remember a few years ago. Oh, having- I remember <laughs> Belle Delphine. Ethan, I can you- tell you I have spent time with exactly zero e-girls. Oh, oh no, you don't have to spend time to know of the selling of the bathwater. Oh, that was a yes. rather Yeah, yeah. So you do know Belle Delphine. See? The selling of the bathwater. Okay. And Kate. Caitlin Siragusa, uh, Amaranth, as she's known, in an attempt to yeah. one-up, I guess, Belle Delphine's uh, commercial enterprise of selling used bathwater, uh-huh. has uh, partnered with a Polish brewing company. <laughs> they they beer they brew beer. Well, she's, like, she's like putting she's, her picture on a beer bottle or no, something? No, she's selling a little more than her image. Oh, um, oh no. How do I put this, Rob? Uh, you know how in the brewing process, uh-huh. one requires yeast yeah, to, uh-huh. to ferment the alcohol? Sure, and yeah. Get the process Absolutely. Okay. Well, well, uh, this time-honored tradition. Mm-hmm. This Polish brewing company uh-huh. is um, harvesting yeah. the, can we say vaginal lactic acid? Well, you just on said the it. Sh- okay. I think it's uh, a medical thing. It is a it is a medical thing um, from this young woman, a uh-huh. 29-year-old, uh, uh, in the propagation of yeast for their brewing. Uh, she says people will buy it. Quote, it's hilarious. People buy it for sure. I don't know if they'll actually drink it. I mean, they'll probably drink it. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. <laughs> That, I, she says it'll taste creamy and sweet. Uh, let's see. Uh, th- th- this is a legitimate quote, drink. Quote, the Twitch influencer has an itch that her vaginal yeast additive will give the beer a creamy but oh, sweet so taste. No. This is gross. This is has so someone gross. told Hammer and Nigel about this? I think this could be like a beer sample Friday drink. <laughs> this is so. So a, this is a legitimate company. This is not like oh, some some. They've guy done it before. This isn't even the first girl they've partnered with. I guess she's just the one with the highest profile. They have other uh, online performance we, artists. We got to ask. Cla- have contributed these fluids for the brewing. We got to ask Kloppenstein. Oh. Kloppenstein is the guest host tomorrow. We've oh, got to yeah. ask because he has the Alps brow. Yeah. Brew about like what? Maybe what? they can come out with this a version of this even, with an Indiana performer. This woman isn't even that attractive. I mean, she's fine, but when like you can tell, she's like a broad ripple nine. No, 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 no. Maybe, <laughs> maybe an eight. I don't mean to, we don't. What time kind to of women th- are getting into broad ripple? Ethan, if you have to ask that question, then you, I don't hang around broad ripple. Well, I'm a exactly. square. I've made this abundantly clear. She's fine though, but it's like I can't imagine that this woman is that attractive that somebody would be willing to give her money for this. Well, they're giving the Polish company the money for it. I but guess I the mean, Polish company is paying her yeah, for the saying. price. Yes, this is a marketing. They're I mean, laughing themselves all the way to the bank. Doesn't this person look like a, an animated person? She doesn't even look like a real human being. And, and then you, when you see her when she's not made up, she's not nearly as attractive. Yeah, like the e-girl culture, it's all about trying to be like an anime character, yeah. right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. Um, but, but Rob, that's a time-honored tradition. Uh, women have been using ma- makeup to hide a multitude of sins for eons, thousands of years. I can't. <laughs> I'm so. All I have to say is I'm so glad I'm no longer in the dating game. I'm so glad I don't have to worry about this. But be, Kev, you're right. Beer sample Friday. That'd be brilliant for Hammer and Nigel. All right, uh, Ethan's in for Casey. It's Kennel Casey Show, 93 WIBC. Sometimes.